0: Now let us turn to 1st John, 1st John chapter 2, verse 6 is going to be the theme for our church this year. And those of you who have the calendar, the new calendar for the year, well, you will see the theme is walk, walk as Christ, walk, taken from this particular verse. Now, why this theme why this particular theme what are we supposed to be conscious of this year walk as christ walk well all of us are walking our christian life very busy doing what we need to do in this world now by and large i think we can categorize christians into three groups at least professing christians well the first Is the group that are earnestly designed to live for God and have been, by the grace of God, doing so all these years, and seeking that every year would be a year of growth for them. Hearts desiring to grow, hearts designed to walk close to the Lord. So that is this group that is there. And then there will be very typical very typically a second group that exists in many churches as well now that is a group that feels that well i am saved i'm sure of my salvation i know the gospel i'm going to heaven and that is all that matters walking as christ walk is is not something that is well, necessary for everyone, but salvation is necessary. So, you come to church once a week, hopefully not once a year during Christmas, but, well, you do go to church, but your life is pretty much, I'm safe, I'm going to heaven, and I will live my life, well, as I wish. I will come and worship, that's as far as I go. The rest of the six days, well, I would say six and a half days or more, all right, is pretty much lived in the world, like the world, for the world, for yourself, but you call yourself a Christian, all right? A very typical group, some call it, well, the nominal Christians, or some people, the, um, yeah, the nominal Christians. Then there is, well, a third group that are often found in churches too. Well, those that call themselves Christians. I'm a Christian. Think that they are, they are saved. All right? But in their lives, they, well, outwardly, are just looking for a religion to belong to. Some because their family are Christ- Christians, so they grow up as a Christian, so they consider themselves a Christian. But by and large, it's just a religion. Um, by and large, you know in your heart that, well, you know, I, I will obey God. Well, I'm a Christian, right? But it is very selective obedience. Some things that I love, I will consider them as not sin. Even if the Bible says so, well, I won't agree with God. And because very often we, we love certain sins in our life, we reject interpretations of the word. That these things are sin we will find all sorts of way to rationalize that such a life such things are not sin but we will not say that we're not Christians in fact we will say the Jesus of Christianity is the only true God I believe that it is ridiculous to believe in other religions It's more ridiculous to believe that there's no God you will say all these things but deep in your heart that is that is about all there is there is no real salvation by and large I think people in churches fall into these groups in other words they're all walking walking look like a Christian talk like a Christian but belong to either one of these groups so why this theme why this theme now for the first group I hope that in the midst of all the business in, in the midst of all the well fulfilling your walk with Christ, you do not lose bearing. You do not lose, well, the, I, the understanding of why you are living like that. Because in all this business, in all this, well, pushing yourself. Now, if you're not careful, it is just, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Why? Well, the worst of all is, well, because I'm expected to, and that's it. Well, it's laudable that you commit to it, but you lose the reason why. You do what you do because you simply have to do it. That is all. And over time, your walk becomes a drudgery. Bringing up children for the Lord. Yes, you're doing it, but it is basically a drudgery, just mere duties. Coming to church, yes, you come. Studying the Word of God, yes, you do. But they're all just, well, something you dread. But you have to do it. You know that you have to do it. And that is all. You can lose sight of, well, why are you doing all this? And you will lose the joy of Christian living. So this year, I hope that as we go through this theme and as we go through more details in the camp, you begin to know what and why you're living like that. What are you living for? Why are you doing this? And for the second group well i hope you through this verse began to realize began to ask yourself am i actually supposed to just live this nominal christian life just coming on sundays other days of the week well i don't commit terrible sins but i just live as i wish i pursue what i want to do in my retirement mundane things but not sinful in your eyes and the third group i hope that you Well, through this verse, begin to really ask yourself, examine yourself. Are you truly saved? Parents, are your children truly saved? How do you discern? So that is some of the key reasons why we choose, I chose this theme. Well, basically it is, well, how are you going to pass your time, your life on this earth? How are you going to walk your Christian life this year? Now, We begin, well, in order to answer this question, there's a first thing that we must settle in our heart, all right? Not the first thing, you must make sure that you are saved. Look at chapter 1, all right? Now, God tells us that the Christian, the professing Christian, all right, I'm sorry, chapter 2, now verse 4, uh, sorry verse 6 he that saith he abideth in him he that saith he abideth in him now we can say many things and this abiding in him means you remain in him you want, as far as you know in your heart you are not going to deny him you you want to remain a christian as far as in your heart you know i will always be a christian right i won't believe in any other religion i remain in christ for him that saith. If you say this, now, it doesn't mean you are necessarily saved. It does not mean that. Now, look at, now, verse 4. He that saith, here he goes again, I know him. Well, I know Jesus Christ. I can tell you about Jesus Christ. I even pray to him. I know him. And keepeth not his commandment, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Verse 3. And hereby we do know him, that we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Now, it means that the Christian must really ask himself, well, deep in my heart, do I resent submission to God? Now, I'm not saying that a Christian will not at times feel, well, we struggle with obedience. We struggle with our sin. I'm not talking about that. But deep in your heart, whenever you're told something that is in your life that is sinful, you need to stop that maybe by your parents or a message they hear you just resent it no actually you can tell me but I'm not going to do that I'm not going to obey that what I like what I will obey but God here says well you can say all you wish but the question is this what do you do it is not just saying Now, this is not to say that you do obey God's commandment in order to be saved, all right? This by no means is telling you that this is how you become a Christian. This is simply telling you, well, if you say that you are a Christian, you have to ask yourself, do you have what is becoming of a Christian? What is natural for a Christian? Do you have that? How do you, well, become a Christian? Well, we've already heard at the Holy Communion. There's only one way. You turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God. All your good works cannot save you. All right? You can't protect yourself from the judgment of God by good works. God himself has to come and die for you, pay for your sins. But you can reject him. One day you will face this God that came to die for you. You either face him as the judge of your life or you face him as, well, your lamb of sacrifice, your savior. So don't have this idea that if I come to church, if I do this, if I do that, if I obey the Bible, through that I can be saved. No, it's through turning to Christ in repentance. Lord, please save me. Please forgive me. I'm a sinner wash away my sins i do not want to end up in hell save me today and after i am saved, lord teach me about who you are i want to obey you as my god because you are my god so the first thing that the christian professing christian must say it is not what you say all right in chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 god says it is not simply about what you say check the fruits in your life only you know in your heart young one you can pretend in front of your parent. You can go to church because your parents want you to go to church. But don't pretend. Search your own heart. Make sure you're truly safe. Now, so it begins with this. That is, if anyone who is not sure how to be saved, please, please come and look for me. I'll show you the way from the Word. Now, so it begins with that. Now, how... How do we have, all right? Maybe we begin with, well, what is the process, all right? What is the process to such a life? The process to such a life. Now, it begins with, look at verse chapter 2, verse 6. Now, he that saith, he abideth in him, we've covered that. Now, ought himself also so to walk even as Christ walked. Let's begin with the word, well, ought, ought, ought himself. How do I, if I truly believe I am saved, how am I supposed to live a life after salvation? Is it the first group, the second group? Surely not the third group. Now, what does this word ought mean? What does this word ought mean? Now, it literally means... We owe something. We owe. We owe it to God. Ought. You must. You're expected to. You are, you must realize it is not optional. So Christian, walking as Christ walked is not an optional thing. God begins by saying ought himself. This is something that the Christian must begin to, well, realize that After salvation there is an expectation from God can I just simply live my life as I wished as I wish to um, make my own choices not consult the Word of God whether this is this is sinful this is not sinful this is what I should do this is what I should not do how I spend the six and a half days of my life is it for me to choose and for me to come up with my own ideas well here God says there is something that you owe yourself to God after you are saved. The Christian must begin to realize there's no such thing as a nominal Christian. There's no such thing as a Christian who choose to walk the way he wants to walk. Choose the way he wants to walk if the world walks the way. I want to walk like the world. The Christian must realize you ought to walk. How? Even as he walked. This he would refer to Christ from the context. Now you have to ask yourself, in year 2024 onwards will i awaken to this understanding how i've been living my life all the while as a senior all the while as a working person all the while as a student as a parent as a husband as a wife i begin to realize that god says there is this expectation i ought myself to walk as christ walk not as i wish Not as I um, aim, not as I, well, for my own understanding and my own concept of how a Christian should live. No, this ought, this ought limits you. There is an expectation. Now, when you look at this verse, He that saith he abideth in him, means anyone who says, I am a Christian, I will only believe in Christ. That's a good thing. But God says, odd Himself. So, Christian, you must submit to this fact. If you have been, well, not really bothering about the Word of God, how do you walk as Christ walked? Obviously, it's by what He says in His Word. Now, if the Word of God is something that you're not very interested in, and even if you hear something from the Word of God, you say, no, that is not my idea of Christianity. You now have to change. It's as Christ walked. I must now begin to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to decide in this, in this choice? The job that I am in now, Lord, is this how I ought to live? You cannot say anymore, but my life needs this. My family needs this. My, that is my dream. That has been my aspiration. And now I've achieved this. No longer can the Christian say, well, I live as I wish. Ought himself to walk as Christ walked now that is your model from now moving forward the world the Christian in the world has lost this understanding today when Christians listen to messages that expound the Word of God and begin to point out sin and begin to say these are things that should not be in our lives these are things that we should do when they are in the Word of God well churches like that are not well attended why because that this whole concept of I need to walk as Christ walked, if I say I'm a Christian, I must walk as Christ walked, is alien to many hearers today. God loves you, is and He wants you, He wants to fulfill what you want in your life. Is the message of Christianity today. Now, as we study later on, in fact, you will look in chapter 2, um, verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, as you have heard, that, and the Antichrist shall come. And even now, there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last day. Now, even says in verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. Wow. These are professing Christians. They were walking with the apostles. So just because you belong to a church, just because you attend a good church, just because you walk among believers, just because there are people who do that and then they begin to tell you things, it doesn't mean that their form of Christianity is true. You have to go back to how did Christ walk. Did Christ walk a life that is for himself? No, the Bible repeatedly says he he lived only to do the will of the Father. His meat means he he ate food to live for only one purpose, to do the Father's will, not his own will, and he is God. God came not to do his will, but the two, the Father's will. Now, how much... We who are redeemed, purchased by his precious blood. This concept of a life that is to be lived for God, returned to God, is something very, very um, unattractive to Christians today. Extreme, some would call it. God wants you to have what you want in your life. Therefore, you do not need to ask, is this what Christ would do when he was on earth? Would Would he work in such a job? Would he... Um, make such a choice. Would he say? Would he say this? Would this be his values? Would this be, be his values? How will Christ walk in this matter? No, we do not need to know. He needs to know how. He needs to know what I want, and he will fulfill that. So, Christian, that is this whole concept. Ought himself to walk as Christ walked. Is something that few like to listen to few like to accept but here we are before i move to the next point just look at this verse he that saith he abideth in him means he that said i'm a christian ought it is not an option you owe it to when you say you christian you owe it to god to walk this way it is expected There's no other life that you can think of except this life, to walk as Christ walked. Now then the next, so the first part we learn, well, this is um, something that the Christian must realise. We have to pass our life on earth in this way. No other life, no other options, except ought to walk as Christ walk now then let's learn well the second thing all right the second thing now look at your verse ought himself so also also so to walk even as he walked now there is a price to pay right There is a price to pay. Christian, when we say we ought to, it means that some things have to go in our lives. What we've been used to, certain things they have to go, certain changes have to come in. Now that you realize if I call myself a Christian, I must walk a certain way, and that is the Christ's way. Well then, what is the price? Many are not willing to pay the price. Many are happy to hear. Many are happy to be part of a sound church, but few are willing to pay the price. Well, of course, if you're not a believer yet, the price that you pay, um, if you reject Christ, is eternal judgment in hell. That's too great a price. Why would you not take the salvation of Christ? He paid the price. Why would you not accept Him? as your saviour. It's free. You do not need to, well, promise to um, give money, serve the church, attend how many times, Bible study, attend it how many times. No, God says, turn to me for salvation and thereafter, well, walk as my son walked. That is how you live. So, ought is a price. Now, what are some of the Price to pay. Say, so, Lord, I know since I say I'm a Christian, I must walk the talk now. Now, then we come to this word, look at verse 6. Well, Himself also, so to walk. The second thing after learning about art is walk. Now, what's the meaning of walk? So we keep talking, walk as Christ, or walk as Christ. Has. Now, what is walk? Now, the word walk would help the um, person see a few thoughts, all right, in Greek. Now, the first one is, Now, how you regulate your life, how you conduct your life. So it's about how you control your life. So it's not just walking aimlessly, walking according to the lust of your heart, walking according to the thinking of the world. I choose whatever, I do whatever. I call myself a Christian. No. This word walk means there is a circumference, a limit. All right? In Greek, it's peri pateo, peri. Peri, like Like concerning a circle all right perimeter we get the english word that there is a constraint i regulate my life within that constraint very opposite to most what people like to live right we don't like to be told we don't like constraints we don't like laws we don't like commandments but the first thing to realize god says if you say you're christian then you have to know What are the barriers and you regulate your life within those barriers and then the christian will have to now begin to conduct his life according to that you know the regulation now you conduct your life in other words your choices you can't make random choices get up and say i want to do this i want to do that well i'll choose this i'll choose that no longer i say that i'm a christian now i must regulate my life according to the word of god What God says. Not what the world says, not what my heart says, not what my parents says, but what God has said in His Word. Now I begin to make choices. My value system are now guided by that. Even when I don't like something, I regulate my heart. I control my heart. You know, in summer, we have to keep regulating the temperature in the buildings, in the house. You make effort to keep it in a certain temperature. You have to do something. Your choices, even your aims in life now are regulated by the Word of God. My job, who I marry, how to bring up my children, how to live my marriage life, how to live my singlehood life. We can't just go into the world and just Live as we wish. As a student, how are you supposed to live? What are your aims as a student? All regulated by by the Word of God and your life, your conduct, controlled by that. So this word has to do with regulation, conduct. But it has one more important meaning. It's the meaning of progress. Of course, walk, walk means you're moving, right? You're progressing, So when God says, your life must progress, of course, not backslide. So when the Christian begins to say, I'm a Christian, you cannot say, I am stagnant Christian, and I'm happy to be a stagnant Christian. This holy life is for other Christians. By a simple fact that God says, he that saith, he abideth in Christ. You say you're a Christian, you are in Christ, then you must know this. You must know there's no option. You must know that you owe something to this life, and that is? progress progress year 2023 was that progress in your christian walk or just well same 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 that's what people say same same is backsliding same same is not is not acceptable to god god uses a word that expresses progress moving moving it means this every choice that you make in life. And every choice that you have made so far it must be regulated. Is this what God's word allows? By principles? God never say, you know, you join XYZ company. There's no such a name in the Bible. But should I join this company? You go by the principle. What does this job require me? How does this job require me to live? How does it affect my Christian life? Now you have to regulate your choices based on that. And if you've made those choices, which now you realize, then I cannot walk as Christ walked because I've made this choice. What are you going to do? This every choice is to ask: Will this make me progress with in my Christian in, in my Christian walk? Will this make me progress to be more like Christ in my personal life, in my family life? This choice that I am going to make will it pull me back? This is the meaning. When God says, "Now you have to walk," every choice is governed. Every choice is an opportunity to say, "Lord, these choices that I make, I want it to be a choice that make me move forward in my Christian life, to grow to higher planes this year." So you have to ask yourself, "What are the choices you made in 2023? Are the choices that help you to progress in your Christian walk?" Now you begin to realize, God, I say, I'm a Christian, I've not progressed. This decision is the reason why I've not progressed. You have shown me, Lord, since I say that I'm a Christian, I owe it to you to make these changes. This is the meaning of walk. This is a price to pay. Ought has a price. Now, this walk has to do, the third thing is about how you pass your life. On earth, how you pass your life on earth. Ought reminds us of the price. Walk reminds us about how we pass our life on earth. God tells the Christian when you say that you're a Christian, you have to be very, very aware, very, very conscious very very concerned about and have a laser focus about how you're passing your time this is the word walk so walk has well you you are moving forward you are controlling how you move forward and at the same time this whole purpose is about how you control how you pass your life on earth now christian when you meet god and you will When God says, how have you passed your life on earth? Or he will say, how have you walked your life on earth? How have you passed it? I pass my time, well, living like the world. I pass my time pursuing the things of the world. I pass my time according to the values of the world and do what the world does. God, but look at my name card. I am a CEO. But Lord, look at my results in school. I was the top in school. But God, look at the amount of money I made and the houses and the cars I could afford for my family. God says, oh, you mean that is how you pass your time on earth? God is not interested in that. God says, walk as Christ walked. Then you ask yourself, how did Christ pass his life on earth? And you say, have I been passing my life like that? It's optional. No, it is not. As long as you say, I'm a Christian, you must regulate how you pass your life on earth. That is without a question. You know, that's the thing. What we say and what we do are very often incongruent, all right? Very far apart and we don't think about this. Let me read to you what someone wrote. We sing sweet hour of prayer, but are content with a few minutes of prayer each day. Sweet hour of prayer. pray for a few minutes that's enough is it really really sweet well we sing onward christian soldiers but we need to be pushed and pushed to grow spiritually we sing oh, for a thousand tongues to sing but our tongues well we only talk mainly about the things of the world and about our lives we hardly talk about christ to others we we sing blessed be the ties that bind but the smallest insult offense from someone well we will sever the bone we sing we all serve the lord with gladness but we gripe and we murmur and complain whenever we serve the lord we sing i love to tell the story but we never mention it once all year round to those around us well we sing throw out the lifeline but well the only line that we throw out especially in australia is the fishing line we sing the whole wide world for Jesus, but we do not even invite our neighbour to church. Isn't it so true what the Lord says? He that saith, and he repeatedly, look at your Bibles, chapter 2, all right? Uh, sorry, chapter, chapter 1 first. Now, it's this constant reminder, right? Chapter 1, verse 8. If we say, all right, then look at verse 10. If we say, then um, look at uh, verse 4, chapter 2, verse 4. He that saith, all right and then look at um, verse six well he that saith, we say a lot of things it's time in 2024 to really stop and say i say all these things but really how do i pass my life on earth ought reminds us of the price one of the price is the walk all right and that is how you pass your life on earth how do you want to pass your life on earth In 2024, are you going to still leave this message and say, Yeah, I will say that I'm a Christian, but please, I'm not going to walk my life as Christ walked. Now, then, the next thing about the price for such a walk. Look at your Bibles. Ought Himself, even also, so to walk, even as, even as. Now, what is this word, even as Christ walked? Even as. We know that, well, there's a price, we know that I must regulate my life, must pass my life with a clear objective for Christ. Then he said, even as, even as. Now this word has to do with proportion. Proportion. Right? Even as Christ, in proportion to Christ, example, in proportion. So the first P is the price, all right? Ought. The second P is well, the how I pass my life how i walk now this third p is about the proportion of my obedience how you know pastor i come on sundays and some may say well i even come for prayer meetings but really what is the proportion of your obedience compared to christ now it is not just about well christ did certain things this word even as refers to the degree to which things are done the degree the proportion how far will you go? That is the question. I will go as far as, well, coming to church once in a while. I will go as far as reading my Bible once in a while. I will go as far as praying, well, a few minutes a week. I will go as far as, well, obeying if it suits my personal um, desires, aims, if it suits my family's lifestyle. I will go as far as that, no further. But here, when God says, Even as Christ walked then it is to the degree not just to what he did to the everything to the degree with which he did it of course there is no such thing as sinless perfection on earth all right I'm not suggesting that for a moment but even for the Apostle Paul he said I press he knows there's no sinless perfection God used him to write it but he said I press towards the mark of the high calling what's the mark sinless perfection What's the mouth of the high calling? What is the high calling? One day we were sinlessly perfect. And Paul says, I press towards being sinlessly perfect. Means he's saying, I'm pressing to be as Christ-like as possible. I know sinless perfection is not possible, but I will press for it as far as I can go to the degree that I know that Christ walked. I will press. Maybe after this, someone will come back to this church. Because it's this extreme we are already doing this and that and this and that. You say to like Christ, I have my own life, I own my family life, I own my my own plans. To the degree of Christ, what was the degree of Christ? You knew, you know in your heart. Christ completely and absolutely do did everything to fulfill the Father's will. What is the Father's will? Everything that is in His Word. How did He do? Everything in in the Word of God, His Father's will perfectly in every one of them well but i will obey god in this matter and this matter and i will really obey him um, um, as perfectly as i can by his grace i will take these things very serious but you know this area is something that is too too close to my heart it's something that i want very much i dream of it all my life that area is some is an area which god please don't touch it Or oh, god i'm not ready So when God says, if you say that you're a Christian, then you owe it to what you say. To live a life to the degree, in proportion to Christ's life. Why why does the Apostle Paul say, why does God make him right? To be conformed to the image of Christ. Means literally to fit to his mould. When people see you, they see Christ. That is what it is. Now, is that something that you say, Lord, in 2024, this is the theme of my life, to be as Christ-like as possible, and Lord, if there are areas in my life that is pulling me back, that I'm not passing my time on this earth according to how Christ would have passed his time, Lord, I want to do something about this. Will you do that? proportion now then the last part all right the last part now even as he walked even as he walked what would motivate you what would drive you in the midst of all your business you're living for the lord and then you're working in the world and then you're tired what would drive you to go home and still seek the lord and at a place of work, live for Him and make sacrifices, make choices that may affect, well, your promotion, your salary, your job. Because you want to obey the Lord, well, you're bringing up children in the home, you're very tired. Now, what would, what would drive you to walk as Christ walked? Young person, you are in the midst of making a decision in life. Something that you yearn in your heart for. What would constrain you to say the Lord Jesus would not make this choice? That is not something that he would want me to do. It's clear in his word already. What would constrain you to walk as Christ walked? What would constrain you to obey every single commandment of his? What would constrain you to say, if I say that I'm a Christian, I will pay the price? I will constrain and regulate my life to walk as Christ Look at verse 3. All right, sorry, look at verse 5. Verse 5. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. I want to read again. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Now the last P is this. Perfection. Perfection. There's a price to pay. We have to regulate how we pass our life on earth. We have to live our life in proportion to how Christ lived his life, not how we make it up what standard we set. And we need to do all this in perfection. You say, what? In perfection? Well, look at verse 5. What is God saying? Whoso, ke- whoso keepeth his word in him? verily is the love of God perfected, the love of God perfected. What is God saying? When a Christian obeys God, several things happen, right? It begins to change your heart. your love for God will begin to be perfected. you know like... A husband or a wife, the more a husband or a wife does things for each other, when they do it and do it and do it, slowly but surely that closeness begins to grow. And when we begin to obey the other person, we must obey out of love. God is not saying, I want to control you, you must you owe it to me. Well, you must make sure that you do it to distend it and that is all god says now if you love me keep my commandments that is the proof of our love and if you were to obey more and more of your heart if you were to obey more and more of the world if you were to obey more and more of what people say your love for god will grow less and less that is how it works but if you're truly saved and say lord I struggle with this but lord help me i want to obey you and i want to do it out of love your your love will grow that is the promise of god if anyone obeys his commandment well the love of god is perfected what is this perfection maturity it will begin to grow right when the bible talks about perfection for the believer it's talking about our our maturity and when here it says the love of God, it is not God loving us, all right? It is about our love for God, the love of God. Like um, um, later in verse 15, he says, the love of the Father is not in him. This is not talking about Father's love. It's talking about if we love the world, then our love for God is not in him. So the love of here refers to our love for God, our love for God. How did Christ walk on earth? Christ walked with a perfect love for his Father. Everything that Christ did, he did out of love for the Father. Now, this is why I chose this theme, one of the strong reasons. Because in the midst of all your busyness, the first group, it's very easy to lose sight. It's very easy to lose um, focus. It's very easy to forget why you're doing it. I'm doing this because. Christ died for me. I love him. I want to live for him. When he says, I ought to, I say, yes, I ought to. How can I say no? When they say, this is the standard, I say, thank you, God. Help me to reach that standard because I want to love you. I want to show you my love. Christ lived in love to his Father. So Christian, I hope that through the year, as we study this theme and at camp, eventually we will learn Lord in the midst of how busy I am in the midst of making so-called sacrifices making choices that will be very difficult in my life I want to keep remembering this in verse 5 the love of God perfected Lord let me mature in my love for you let it grow more and more perfect for you isn't this how we ought to live for those who are married the longer you are with your spouse. Your aim is always, how do I perfect my love as Christ loved the church? How do I perfect that towards my wife? How do I perfect that towards my, sp- my husband? You keep wanting to grow in that love. No one gets married and wanting to hate each other more and more. I want to do, I want to grow in my love. I aim to grow in my love. So here is the Christian with God. Lord, let me do all this. To show you my love. Now, the last thing I want to say all these things are given to us, and even you maybe in your heart say, Oh, this is difficult, this is unpleasant. And we are sold the idea a walk that is well regulated, a walk that is lived to a very high standard the standard of God is something that is a drudgery, painful. Well. The last thing, the last P I want to bring to our attention is there is a promise for such a life. Look at chapter 1. There is a promise for such a life. Look at chapter 1, verse 4. And these things write I unto you, that your joy may be full. In the introduction of this epistle, John told them, everything that I write in this epistle, I write because if you follow them, The purpose of writing this, if you follow them, your joy will be full. That is, your joy may be full. I want a joyful life. How may this happen? Well, one of the first things he said, walk as Christ walked. Walking as Christ walked is a very joyful life. But Satan sells you, believer, the lie that such a life that you just heard of ought himself to walk or himself so to walk even as he walked is a life that's very very unpleasant i have to give up this i have to do this i have to do that i cannot pursue what i want to it always has to be regulated that is this god's will it's a very unpleasant life that is what satan wants you to think but god says the opposite the only life that you will know of joy not just joy but full joy is such a walk you will only experience that. If you're a true believer, you know in your heart if you choose to disobey God, if you make choices that you know is against how, what God wants you to choose, in your heart, you know you have no peace unless you're not saved. That's one of the tests. You know that your, your life, somehow you're miserable, somewhere deep inside. You may want to mask it. It's a very miserable life. But a life with a conscience that Lord I love you and I want to walk as you walked. When you have such a conscience, your life is full of joy. If you're not a believer, Satan sells you a short life of joy on earth. Just enjoy sin. Just enjoy your life. Do what you want. There's no such thing as judgment after death. He will sell you that lie. You will experience an eternal pain, Beyond description, not joy. So I hope that this introduction to the theme can be developed through the year, through the messages and more in the camp. But until then, let's remember there's a price to pay. We must pass our life on earth, constrained by God's ways and live it in proportion to how He wants us to live it. Live it with the perfection of love. And then we will know the promise of joy. Let us rise to sing the closing hymn. Shall we rise to sing the closing hymn? 463. Shall we rise? 463. Walk in the light. 463.